Welcome into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode number eight. I am your host, Carter E. Jeff, we got a slam pack show for you today. We're starting off with a with a quick update on uh, Black Monday and the NFL side of things. Uh, numerous head coaches already already uh, will be looking for for new jobs there. Uh, I know you are a big NFL fan, Jeff. Uh, I mean that with a little bit of sarcasm. But <laughs> you have you followed any uh, any NFL football this year? Not a game. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I did see, I mean, Twitter was blowing up with all kinds of crazy stuff that happened yesterday. So I was trying to get caught up, but it sounded super crazy. Yeah, the Dolphins let their head coach go, which I think might be the the most shocking of the bunch so far. Bears, Vikings, both fired uh, coach and GM. There's more coming for sure. There, there usually is, but it's funny just how quickly uh, the professional teams get on the train when it comes to wiping out head coaches at the, right at the very end of the season. But lots to talk about today with Carson and Douglas wrestling, and then we'll finish up with basketball. We've also got an interview with Carson wrestling head coach Nick Redwine from their triangular meet uh, this past Wednesday. So we will start there. The Senators lost to Spanish Springs and McQueen on the mat for their first home meet in what is well over two years now uh two obviously spanish springs as you'll hear from red wine in a second uh, kind of a perennial power here in the north in wrestling uh spanish springs bested them 66 to 16 with uh three wins there for the senators making up those 16 team points the mcqueen duel was much much closer much more competitive uh the senators are also giving up you know 18 points at three different weight classes or at least were on wednesday so that'll be kind of Something to keep in mind when you see some of these final scores. I believe the loss to McQueen was 48-33. So if you take out those 18 points roughly, you're looking at a pretty even meet there. What you're seeing from the Senators is three sophomores starting to really lead the way. Excuse me, two sophomores and a junior starting to lead the way in Lucas Wold, Anthony Garobo, and Amber Perkins right there in that 113 to 126 weight class. Uh, with Perkins being at 113, Wold being at 120, and then Garobo being at 126. You'll hear a lot about those three from Nick as he looks to kind of find some some leadership in the weight room. Excuse me, I always say the weight room, but in the in the wrestling room where they, like I said, they didn't have a season last year, so they're looking to make sure that you know their upperclassmen are are being those those leaders, and he's kind of seeing it step up in other places. So. A lot to lot to talk about there with with Carson wrestling and like I said we'll get into an interview here with head coach Nick Redwine in just a second this week the Senators travel to Reed where they will have another triangular against Bishop Minogue and Reed there I'm not really sure what to expect from either of those schools so we'll see what they have to offer but now we're going to flip over to our interview with Nick Redwine after. Carson's first triangular and first home meet of the season even had some new mats out there for that one. Uh, here real quickly is Carson head coach, Nick Redwine. Well, I guess, you know, coming in, obviously we talked beforehand, uh, you kind of had the tempered expectations for, for where your expectations were to where you're at now. How would you kind of say you guys fared to, to where um, you're pre, pre-match, I guess? You know, against Spanish Springs, I thought maybe we were a little scared. Weren't, weren't expecting kind of the the power that Spanish Springs wrestled with. And I think that maybe kind of slapped a couple of them in the face. And against McQueen, I thought we looked a lot better. A lot tougher, not giving up 
stupid points that, that we shouldn't be. So I'm, I'm actually really happy with how we wrestled against McQueen. Spanish Springs, I think, man, those guys are just so tough. They almost have like a mystique about them, you know, and it gets in the kid's head and they don't, they don't wrestle as well as they can. And then they showed how well they can wrestle against McQueen. So I'm, I'm really happy with the effort against McQueen. Spanish Springs, we just, we just got a lot of work to do to be at the caliber of those guys. So. I know you talked a lot about your, your middleweights, and obviously you had a couple that went 2-0 tonight between uh, Lucas Wold, Garaba, also 2-0 with uh, with two pins there. What can you say about th- those two and their performances today? They're, they're definitely the most consistent in practice, and it shows on the mat in competition. We, we try and teach the kids that as hard, it, you're only going to do as well as you do in practice, and those two definitely work the hardest in practice, and it shows. So... It, it, I, I'm not surprised that they wrestled as well as they did because they it, they show it every day in practice. So, yeah, kind of moving on to some of the you know the other other kids. Obviously, Amber Perkins had a had a nice nice uh, re- bounce back with a with a win by fall in their mm-hmm. second match against McQueen. Uh, let's see here, who else? John Hurt pulled out Hurt, a big decision win huge. there against. That was against huge. I'll, I'll start there with 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 John. Uh, you know, what did you kind of see there towards the end that you that you thought he did well to be able to pull that one out? Uh, you know, when he was younger, when he was a freshman, there when he was up, uh, what was it, five to three, he would have given up a two reversal there instead of just an escape and tied the match. So I think it just shows a lot more maturity on his part from the last time he wrestled varsity, <clears throat> which was two years ago, that he understands kind of the mat awareness to not give up two in that situation, to only give up one, come out with a win. Yeah, so I just, I think the, it really showed the, the maturity that John's showing being a junior now hopefully that carries over to the rest of this year and into next year so really really pleased amber i i think going down to 113s was a really good move for amber she's she broke into the varsity lineup and she is she's going to be very competitive at that weight at the regional level and possibly the state level so i'm really happy to see and she's i'm reasonably sure she's going to wrestle 116 in the girls state so that's that's not a big deal she still has to make scratch at 113 but I really think she'll be able to get it, no problem. So. Uh, I guess moving forward, I know we we've talked a lot about you just kind of looking for that leadership in the in the weight room. Is that kind of your biggest thing here moving forward as you guys really hit your your main stretch of the the season? Yeah, it, it's tough when you have a senior not make weight for our first home duel in two years, and the only other senior we have is out with an injury, and then all the junior, the only junior we have with any kind of experience is hurt. So we're really kind of leaning heavy on, on Amber and Wold and Garaba, those sophomores that work hard in practice, trying to set them up as an example and trying to really lean into their leadership. Even though they're young, it, it really does help to have kids like that in the room to bring the rest of the kids along. So Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Well, that was Carson High Wrestling Head Coach Nick Redwine. Thanks again for joining the podcast. Like I said, they will go to Reed this Wednesday. Now over to Douglas, who was quite busy this past week with the triangular and then going to the Sparks Invitational over the weekend. Some solid results from the Tiger Wrestling team out in Sparks, where the Douglas, they split up into two teams, in fact, where the Douglas Black team finished second and the Douglas Orange team took 11th for the Tigers. Douglas Black team pretty much scored points at nearly every weight class. Luke Fournier was fifth at 106, picking up 13 team points. Cody Highfill at 113 took second, while Victor Valdez 
took first at 113 pounds. Same deal at 120 and 126. Connor Morris was first at 126 pounds with three wins by fall and another win by tech fall. So he looked quite dominant out in sparks. Hunter Morris was second with 2018 points. His only loss came in the finals in a loss by fall to a wrestler from XL Christian moving right along the line here down to 160. Connor Jackson was fifth. He had quite the, quite the tournament with, Looks like there to be about seven different matches for Jackson, who who won a number of them uh, before eventually making it to the fifth place match and taking out Graham Lemons of Reno in the first period with a win by fall. Jackson Nixon at 170 was also the second place wrestler on the day. Sage Addy was first at 182 pounds for the Tigers. And then Braden Hutter, Manuel Garcia both took fourth at 182 and 195, respectfully. And then in the heavyweight, Michael White took third for the Tigers, winning over a kid from Galena by fall in the second period. So the Tigers have shown a good deal of, of talent at some of these tournaments they've had here in the, I guess we're not in the seasons early going anymore, but now as we reach kind of the, the midway mark, they will head to McQueen on Wednesday, where they will take on McQueen and Galena, obviously. So... A good look at the Douglas wrestling squad here early on. Over on the orange side, not a ton of team point score, but Jacob Lewis was fourth at 120 pounds, as well as Raiden Barnes took sixth at 195 pounds for the Tigers. They also had another heavyweight finish fifth, picking up 13 team points there. So quite a bit of wrestling action over the last week. Like I said, two more triangulars this week for both Carson and Douglas, which will give both teams a, a pretty solid look at where they stand uh, within the class five, a North, if they don't already have an idea already a uh, quick reminder, six wrestlers from each weight class will head to state this year on the wrestling side. So that state tournament's going to open up a little bit as far as qualifiers. Previously, it's been the top three. So basically doubling the, the entrance from, from the North into the state tournament. Over to the basketball ranks where Carson boys fell at home to read 55, 47, uh, solid game for the senators. Just let it get away from them there at the end. Uh, Reed proven to be a very solid team in the North uh, on the boys into things. The Carson girls took out Reed Reed's girls team, 48, 37 for their first league win this season. I know I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but Carson girls, had their leading scores from Casey Johnston and Lauren Finnerty, who each had 12 points apiece in that win for the senators. The girls team is now two and eight while the boys team goes to two and four in league play. They will both take on McQueen at home on Tuesday. should be a good one. And then of course, Jeff, as we talked about last week, both the senator teams will be heading down to Douglas Friday night for what you were considered the greatest rivalry in sports. I assume you still feel that way even after a week of uh, anticipation. The things I have seen at Carson Douglas games, if I wrote a book, people would think it was fiction because they wouldn't believe me. <laughs> I've seen quite a few runners on the football field. I don't know if I've seen anything uh, at least that crazy basketball wise though. In 2019, 
Uh, Carson and Douglas boys played into overtime for that final playoff spot, which was quite a thrilling matchup. Speaking of thrilling matchups, the Douglas boys had quite the, the competitive affair with Spanish Springs. The Cougars right now are sitting on top of the Class 5A North. Douglas gave them a scare. Douglas did about everything they could besides finish it off there in the fourth quarter. The Tigers outscored Spanish Springs 22-8 to in the third quarter, only to get outscored 23-11 in the fourth. Cougars hit a three-pointer and one at the buzzer in order to send the game into overtime where Spanish Springs took it 74-70. to in what uh, some people were calling already the game of the year, which is, you know, something to say when you're still got more than half of the league schedule left. Case and Boggs led the way for the Tigers with 28 points on 11 of 26 shooting. Chris Smalley added 14 shooting 60% from the floor there. Case and Boggs also had five assists and five rebounds to go along with it. Chris Smalley added seven boards of his own Tigers had eight blocks as a team showing that that length there and obviously gave gave the Cougars a scare. I don't think anybody has has done yet this season, but again, they're going to hope to, uh, I guess, steal back when they go to Spanish Springs here in the second half of the league play slate. Douglas girls took care of business against the Cougars, moving to nine and four overall and four and two in league play. They picked up a 45 39 win over Spanish Springs on Saturday. Both Douglas teams will head to Galena Tuesday afternoon with obviously the girls leading off that doubleheader there before taking on Carson on Friday. As I said last week, two two probably probably two favorites coming into the Carson-Douglas game, but I mean, you can say any cliche you want about rivalry games. You pretty much toss toss record books out of the window uh, especially when these two teams meet, you know you're going to get the most competitive affair uh, pretty much on that on that given night uh, unless you see something crazy elsewhere in northern Nevada. So Carson Douglas, a big game to look forward to. You can catch all of my work on Twitter at Carter Eckel, E-C-K-L. You can find recaps to those games online as well at NevadaAppeal.com and RecordCourier.com. Thanks again to today's sponsor, which is instaimage.com and my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, obviously on the other end of the mic. As you can tell, this, this one was recorded over the phone. You might be able to notice, but hey, you're able to still get another one out to you this week. So we have quite the week coming up ahead, and that'll do it for episode eight. We will talk to you guys after we get another installment of Carson Douglas Rivalry with uh, episode nine next week. Thanks for listening.